Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. The moment I wake up, before I put on my makeup, I say a little prayer for you. Walk home in my hair now And wondering what dress to wear now I say a little prayer for you Forever and ever You'll stay in my heart And I will love you forever and ever We never will part Oh, I love you together forever That's how it must be Live, live without you Would only mean heartbreak for me Whoa, whoa Hello everybody, I'm saying a little prayer for you today. Every time I sing one of these songs, I question myself, like, did I just sing this a couple of episodes ago? Let me know if I've sang the song before. I honestly am not sure. I think I'm getting some of the songs mixed up with the matcha pours. I'm like, did I pour this to matcha or did I poorly sing this to karaoke (laughs) on a podcast? I don't know. You can let me know. Uh, I hope you're having a great day. The weather in Prince Edward Island has been glorious the last, maybe it's been two weeks, the last week or so, like leading up to the last little while, it's just been so overcast and humid. And these days there's just something to be said about waking up and clear skies and the sun. It just puts me anyway, in such a positive state of mind. And I just feel, I don't know, it just feels so good. So I hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening, that it's bright, sunny days. And you know what, there's nothing wrong with the odd rainy day, because then I can just spend time with my puzzle and not feel guilty about it. (laughs) My puzzle is actually doing quite well. We are progressing nicely, still very slowly, but surely, but I am picking away at it. Not as much frustration. I feel like this puzzle is definitely teaching me patience, which is good, which is something I definitely have to work on. So yeah, learning lots of life lessons from my special little puzzle. I literally do get almost separation anxiety though from my puzzle. Like I find myself being away from the house and thinking about my puzzle and like, oh, Oh, I can't wait to get back. It just, to me, the the puzzle is so comforting and relaxing. I'm like, I can't wait to get home and make a cup of tea and just hang out with my puzzle. <laughs> I probably should be doing that with humans. Um, I probably should be connecting more with humans, to be honest. But anyhow, I just, there's something so comforting about the puzzle. Like, how did I miss the 2020 puzzle boat? Like, how did I miss, like, why am I, I don't know. I just find it hilarious that, I don't remember ever puzzling in my whole life. And maybe it's because I am somebody who would get frustrated with puzzles. I don't know, or not have patience, not want to sit there in one spot because I don't like to sit in one spot. And that's why I think I like the puzzle. 
it makes me slow down. It makes me just sit and be mindful, which is great, but I'm finding that I become a bit too mindful. I can like literally spend a couple of hours just sitting there listening to a podcast or something and just get lost in the puzzle. Anyhow, I digress, but how did I miss out on this? Like I, I'm thinking about all the days I could have been puzzling during the pandemic, how sweet that would have been. Anyway, I am a little late to the show, the puzzle, the puzzle show. That's not the expression. I'm late to the game. I don't know. Oh my gosh. I saw on Instagram that there were these puzzling championships and there were, I don't know, I think it was 1980 Karen puzzles at Karen puzzles. Shout out. She was, she posted, I was creeping her page and she had posted, I don't know, some photos of these puzzling championships. I don't know if this is still a thing, but there's just like this huge room filled with tables of people puzzling. And that actually makes me feel anxious. <laughs> like I don't want to race with a puzzle. Like that would be looks. I thought at first, I'm like, this is so, so cool. And now I'm like, no, that's not cool. That's actually my worst nightmare to have to be competing, puzzling against other people. I don't want to time it. It's supposed to be, for me, it's meant to be a leisurely activity of slowing down. Definitely not putting a timer to it. Uh, a lot of my life, I feel like I'm pretty competitive. So a lot of my life, I feel like I have been trying to compete or strive. And so the puzzling <laughs> definitely don't want to put a timer to that. I want to just enjoy my puzzle in peace. Okay. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to let people know that there's been a little change with my Reiki training. I was going to be doing a Reiki training, uh, Friday, September 22nd, and then September 23rd and 24th, like a three day master training, but I am coaching a new team and we are away on that Friday. So I am going to have to juggle that to October. Probably I still haven't solidified the date and it's also making me kind of contemplate whether I may introduce a hybrid model straight off straight away with this master program. So I'm thinking about that, maybe just going to reconfigure, um, how I'm going to deliver that. So stay tuned for that. You can still go in the show notes and get a hundred dollars off the master training. Uh, there's just should be a link below. Instead, I'm going to be offering the Reiki level one and two that weekend. I'll be home by the Sunday and I'm going to change it up a little bit from the last hybrid. I got a lot of positive feedback with people from my students around the hybrid training. And I know a lot of the students said, I can't even imagine having to fit this into one weekend. Like they, they really enjoyed having the pre-recorded content that they can go back to at any time. And then, you know, really maximizing our time together, um, with the experiences and the placements and the practice, um, live on zoom. So I'm definitely keeping that model, lots of positive feedback about it, but I think I'm going to condense it into two days, like back to back Sundays. So stay tuned. I don't have the link set up yet. Maybe I will by tomorrow. <laughs> if they check the link below, <laughs> I may have it up and running for tomorrow. So if I do, it's in the show notes. If not, if you want to save a spot, you can DM me or email me if you're interested, if it's not there yet, it should be coming out soon, but I am tentatively booking that for 
Sunday, September 24th, and then the following Sunday, which is October 1st. And so those classes will be roughly six hours each of the days. And as soon as you sign up, you will have access to the pre-recorded um, lessons. So you can start learning right away. As soon as you sign up, you can start learning the theory, the history, some of the techniques, and then we will meet together and do all the live components. So it's a really great way to learn this modality. I love it. And I love that you can then go back and just have a refresher. Look, look over these videos again, have access to the content because my Reiki trainings, I like were so profound for me. They were so healing and there's so much personal healing that's going on, but also you're learning so much. So sometimes it's like a blur. It's like, whoa, I'm being upgraded here energetically and I'm learning all this stuff. Like this is a lot. So that's one thing that I wish I had of, um, had access to is pre-recorded videos that I could go back to so I can review the concepts and, you know, because you do forget some things because it is so profoundly healing. So if you have any questions, just let me know. Um, just email me or DM me. I would love to answer them. And if it's something that you're interested in, and if I don't have the show, if I don't have the link to sign up in the show notes, then just send me a DM and I can just put your name on the list to make sure you get a spot. Okay. So today's episode is all about anger or any undesirable emotion or feeling on the healing or spiritual path. So I have a question for you. When you hear the word anger or somebody is angry, okay, do you think that that is a positive thing or a negative thing? Like, do you consider anger to be a positive emotion or a negative emotion? What do you think? And I will be honest. I've always felt like anger is something that I need to avoid. Okay. Anger is bad. Okay. It's shameful. It's, it's something that needs to be hidden away. And I think that that is obviously something that's been learned. Okay. Whether it's in your family unit or perhaps within society or, you know, the collective, you've been conditioned to believe it's bad. I think it can be a combination of the two. I know for sure within society, especially if you are a female, you have probably been led to believe that being angry is undesirable, that that is a bad thing. And if you feel anger, if you display anger, then maybe you are a bad person, or that's something that you should be ashamed of or feel very guilty about if you feel anger. And I know personally, that's definitely something that until recently, I haven't allowed myself to feel without guilt or shame. If you grew up being like a quote unquote good girl or good boy and, or a people pleaser, I can only imagine that you probably didn't display anger very often through your childhood. And there could be, again, a lot of reasons for that. Like perhaps you did at an early age show anger and then you were punished for it. Oftentimes when children express their big emotions, 
they are punished. They could be put in a timeout, like isolated. They could be given the silent treatment. Okay. And that's sending the message that when you show this emotion, love is being taken away. It's, it's essentially showing like that love is conditional. Love is conditional, um, and given to you freely when you show up in a way that is deemed desirable by society and perhaps your family as well. It's funny. I opened the records just before I started recording this podcast, because this is a theme that's been coming up for me. And just in my own personal life, I've been noticing myself feeling more angry. Okay. Angry about things. And I feel shameful after, you know, if I'm angry and there are, and we're going to talk about, you know, connecting with anger, feeling angry, but that there's a fine line between feeling that emotion and then, you know, projecting that onto someone else. And, you know, I've had some instances recently, like one comes to mind in particular where, you know, one of my kids were, was triggering me. And again, a lot of the times our children are our greatest teachers. And, you know, a lot of times our children can show us aspects of ourselves that we don't wish to see. And anyhow, my child was triggering me and was angry. I became angry and I yelled at her and I just felt very angry in that moment. And then after the fact, I remember feeling so much guilt and shame because I reacted that way. And it's, and that's where there's a fine line of it's okay to feel angry and connect with that emotion, but we have to be, you know, we have to work to not be reactive and then project that pain onto someone else. And a lot of the healing and spiritual path is about recognizing, you know, catching yourself in an old pattern, um, continuing a pattern, showing up in a way, you know, that's not, that you know, isn't healthy. And then in becoming consciously aware of that and, and just reflecting and, and then if need be like for me, apologizing for reacting in that way, because I feel like in that moment, it's like my inner child is activated and I don't even know how to hold space for myself to, to hold that emotion. And so I want to get rid of it and I project it onto somebody else. And it's about, for me, the healing path is about becoming consciously aware. Okay. When you are being triggered and how you're reacting, taking accountability, apologizing if you don't handle a situation in a way that you know is appropriate. And then, and this is the part that I'm struggling with the most right now is offering yourself compassion. Okay. And grace because you're imperfect. You are learning and growing and you are doing the best you can and, and, and giving yourself a pat on the back, knowing that at least, you know, you were consciously aware enough to, to notice that you were falling into this pattern or reacting in a way that you, you know, is not appropriate and, and you have the awareness and 
are able to go back and have a conversation about what happened and, you know, make amends if need be. So give yourself credit for doing that, but also just give yourself grace because I know if I am triggered and I react in a way that I'm not proud of, then I, a lot of times that leads to almost a shame spiral, like feelings of shame. And, you know, I just feeling like I'm a bad person. Um, you know what, you know, I yelled at my child, like this is, I know better than this. Like why, why did I react in this way? But just giving yourself grace and compassion. It's almost like you're giving that child version of yourself, maybe grace or compassion, um, maybe that they didn't receive when they were a child and offering it to yourself now as an adult and, and just kind of committing yourself to try to do things differently next time, to try to do better next time. And just reminding yourself that you aren't perfect. And, and if you are a people pleaser, I feel like there's a lot of people pleasers out there who are also perfectionists. You want to be perfect. You hold yourself to a higher standard. And so when you slip up, when you do something that you are not proud of, um, that could send you into a shame spiral because it's almost like an all or nothing, right? Like I, I, you know, you want to be perfect and you know, all these things, you've read these books, you, you know, you know, all these things about healing and you know, the impact of like how you reacted, how that could be impacting another person, especially a child. And it's like, you, you know, I know better, like why, how come I'm not perfect. And so I think the healing path is about embracing your imperfections and, and again, just offering yourself so much grace and compassion because you are doing the best that you can. So I kind of went on a little tangent there off, um, because I was, what I was starting to say is that right before I pressed record here, I just opened the records to just ask a couple of questions about, you know, what to do when you're experiencing some of these emotions. And I asked like, what, what do you do? What should we do when we are experiencing undesirable emotions? And what came through is they said, what makes an emotion undesirable? Okay. Like who is to say that one emotion is more desirable than, than another. And it was like very, they were very, um, almost blunt about it. Like no emotion is more desirable than any other emotion. (laughs) They, what was coming through is that, you know, someone created these labels of desirable and undesirable. And what I heard is that all emotions you know, there, there's no emotion that is better than another. Like we are humans. We are meant to come and experience the whole spectrum of emotions. Okay. We're not meant to come here and just feel excited and joyful and exuberant every day. Okay. We're meant to experience all the emotions and, and through experiencing this, the spectrum of emotions, that's where learning happens. That's where we learn about who we truly are 
and, and what we want in life, what we don't want, like it helps us connect to our authentic self. When we are connecting with our emotions, we are connecting with our authentic self. So when you are repressing an emotion, you are essentially repressing a part of yourself. Okay. You are repressing your authentic self when you are not allowing yourself to feel the emotions that are coming up for you. We have all come to this human experience to feel. And many of us were conditioned to believe that it was only acceptable to feel and express certain emotions, the quote unquote desirable ones like joy and happiness and excitement. Perhaps we weren't allowed to show anger or irritability or frustration or discontent. Tapping into the collective energies, I'm sensing a lot of people are having some of these quote unquote undesirable feelings coming to the surface. Okay, we are upgrading as a society, as a collective. Okay, we are healing. The layers are being peeled back. And as you peel back the layers, as you heal, some of these repressed emotions are going to come to the surface. These things that you have pushed down for so long. Many people aren't even aware that they push these down. There's so many people who think, oh, I'm just, I never get angry. I'm a very happy person. I am, you know, very optimistic and, and not to say there are some people like that. And that is wonderful, but it's also wonderful if you have some anger inside that needs to be expressed. It's, it's also wonderful if you're not always in a happy mood and you're not always optimistic, that is okay as well. And I'm hearing that some people don't even realize because of their conditioning, their personality is who they think they are, but it's, it's their, their personality is essentially a trauma response. Okay. It's the result of you know, a lot of conditioning and ultimately creating this self, this version that you felt comfortable enough to share with your family, with the world, because this is a self that could receive love or was worthy of love. And a lot of the clients I work with, I am seeing that the root of a lot of their issues is around worthiness and and self-worth and not being able to love themselves unconditionally and all parts of themselves. And, you know, and, and that's when we start to maybe create a version of ourself that we feel will receive love, receive that unconditional love that many of us are searching for. So if you are someone who has been feeling irritable lately, frustrated, very angry, and you are someone who hasn't previously felt these emotions, this can feel very disconcerting to you. This can feel very foreign to you because it can feel like these emotions are coming out of nowhere. 
Like, what the heck? Like, I am a happy person. I'm not angry. I don't get angry. Like, I'm the nice person. (laughs) And so when these emotions, these quote-unquote undesirable emotions come to the surface, it can feel very scary almost because it's like, who am I? I'm not the type of person that has these emotions. But what I'm hearing is, yes, you are. You are human. (laughs) These emotions have always been there, okay? You just perhaps weren't given the space or their permission to express them or connect with them. And if you grew up in a household where your parents were emotionally unavailable, um, there is a good chance that they couldn't hold space for you to express these bigger emotions. They didn't know how to handle them because perhaps they weren't raised in a household that allowed them to express these emotions. So they can't, they couldn't handle it. Maybe they shut down. Maybe they isolated you, gave you the silent treatment. Maybe they became very reactive towards you. Maybe you expressing anger made them very reactive. And if your parents were very emotionally immature and couldn't control their own emotions as the adult, then that's going to have a significant impact on you as a child. And some people can, you know, say, well, my parents never yelled at me. My parents were wonderful. They were the best parents. And I'm not saying that your parents weren't wonderful or the best parents, but I think it's important to also recognize that your parents are human beings. Okay. There's no way that they could have been the perfect parent for you. That's impossible. So when you are healing, I think it's important to acknowledge that maybe your parents didn't handle everything, you know, in the way that it should have been handled, or maybe they didn't show up for you in the way that, you know, you needed to be shown up for or supported. And this isn't about criticizing our parents. This is about acknowledging their humanness and acknowledging that no one is perfect ourselves included, but acknowledging how their imperfections, okay, perhaps their emotional, you know, unavailability, their emotional immaturity, those things could have had a very profound impact on you and could essentially be affecting how you are showing up as an adult, okay, and how you are as an adult. So if you are someone who is having some of these feelings come up for you, take that as a very positive sign. Okay. They are coming to the surface to be acknowledged because they have been pushed down for so long. And it's important that you do not feel guilt or shame when they are coming up for you. That's what you have probably been conditioned to feel. Okay. When I get angry, that is something I should be ashamed of, especially if you're a female. Okay. Females have been conditioned to be nice and to be a lady. Ladies don't get angry. Nice girls, you know, don't get angry. Don't express these undesirable emotions. And so for a lot of people and especially females, it's going to really be difficult to embrace the feeling of anger in particular. 
So when you can learn to accept and love yourself, even when you are expressing anger and you can, you can love and accept yourself and, and express anger without shame or guilt, that is when you are truly healing. And that is an act of unconditional love. And so many of us spend our lives looking for unconditional love outside of ourselves when we aren't offering that unconditional love to ourselves. If you are someone who is looking for a, a loving relationship, it's important to really take a step back and ask yourself, am I showing myself the type of love that I'm searching for? Because I think a lot of people, if they're being honest, they're just not, we're, we're not, we're so hard on ourselves. Okay. And, and so self-critical and we're judging ourselves. And so it's learning. I'm learning through the healing process that it's, a, there's a lot of self-forgiveness that is needed because we cannot be perfect if we are on this path. And a lot of people who are healing right now have tried to be perfect their whole lives. And so when you start to heal, you realize this is messy. <laughs> this is some messy shit. Excuse my language. And so that can feel uncomfortable. A lot of us want to pack this healing, this whole healing thing. Let's just pack this in a nice little package and, you know, get her done and point A to point B. And it's like, sorry, honey, healing doesn't work that way. It is messy AF. <laughs> it's, it can be all over the place. I've said it many times. It's, it's not linear. Okay. There will be steps back. And sometimes you need to take steps back to move forward. Sometimes you need to make a mistake to really learn the lesson. Okay. And, and make a mistake more than once. Okay. So forgive yourself, forgive yourself over and over and over again and give yourself the grace and compassion that you so often extend to others. So when I was in the records asking for some tips around, you know, how do we deal with anger when it comes up for us? What I heard was pause, allow yourself to feel the emotion physically. So when you are triggered, in that moment before you react, because a lot of times when we're triggered, we want to react that fight or flight. It's like react, react, react. Or for some people, it could be shut down. You just want to shut, shut her down. <laughs> There's so many ways that people react to stress, but oftentimes if you are feeling angry, people can tend to be reactive because that anger is part of that fight or flight response. So I heard when you feel that anger in your body, just pause, become very aware of your bodily sensations. And I found myself today before I, before I even, right before actually I recorded this, I got triggered. Okay. Something in my life triggered me. I could feel it in my body. And that's when I, I literally paused and I'm like, oh, I'm being triggered right now. 
And I just really noticed the sensations. Okay, I'm feeling it move. I'm feeling it in my chest. I could almost, I was almost picturing what does this look like in my body? And what I'm hearing right now, that's a good practice is to actually visualize it. What, what does this look like in my body? Okay, what this feeling that I'm feeling, what might it look like? If I could connect with like that, what, what's coming up in my body right now and just spend some time in the pause with the bodily sensations that you are experiencing and do not react. Okay. Just pause, embrace the pause, embrace the discomfort. And we've talked about this before is, you know, I feel like these last few years are, are getting comfortable with the discomfort. And I've said this before, that's why I was doing cold plunges. I find cold plunges very uncomfortable. Uh, Today, I'm such a wimp. It's, you know, August. And I found it was difficult for me to go swimming today in August. (laughs) And I, I made myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, why is this still hard? But it was a bit uncomfortable. Surprisingly, the water is cold. And I just... It's like, okay, I can, I can do this. And I know I need this grounding right now. And I just have to embrace the discomfort. And I feel like when you can make yourself do these uncomfortable things in your life, okay, you will, you know, it's going to these little things, these little habits and rituals, it's going to help you when the bigger things come up in your life that are super uncomfortable. So embrace that pause, embrace the discomfort and stay with the emotion. Don't push it down. Don't grab for food. I, I'm notorious for doing that is like using food to just repress that emotion, push it down. I'm just going to stuff myself with food to push that emotion to numb out and not feel it. Okay. Stay with the emotion, (laughs) connect with it, befriend it. Okay. I, I literally saw an image when I was in the records of like, welcoming that emotion and, and having it like pull up a chair and like pouring it a a glass of like water or a cup of tea. And I heard engage with it. Like you would a new relationship. Like if you're meeting somebody for the first time, hopefully if you're somebody who is, who likes to connect with people, if you maybe were looking to meet a new friend, you would hopefully, um, go into that encounter with curiosity, maybe asking questions, looking to connect with this person. And so I heard that engaged with some of these maybe foreign emotions or these difficult emotions that you're not used to experiencing, engage with them like you would a new relationship with curiosity and with connection. Ask questions. Okay. And the answer can come, can come through just reflection, thinking out loud. Maybe you want to record the answers. Maybe you want to journal them, but ask the questions like, why am I feeling this way? Why is this feeling coming up for me? Okay. What is triggering this emotion for me right now? What is the root of this feeling? Okay. I'm feeling anger, but am I really feeling just really sad and and I'm angry? Like, is it really maybe grief masquerading as anger or why, why am I, what is at the root of this anger? Am I not being seen? Are my, are my needs not being met? Is somebody taking me for granted or taking advantage of me? Is someone manipulating me? Okay. Why am I angry? Okay. 
So connect with the root. Okay, where, like, where is this feeling coming from? And sometimes this emotion could be coming up because you're not having a need met. So you might want to ask yourself, like, what need is not being met? Or, or am I, are all my needs being met right now? And I think most importantly, you should ask, what is this emotion trying to tell me? What is it trying to tell me about my current situation, about my life? about themes that are happening, reoccurring patterns. Like what is this emotion trying to tell me right now? And then make space for the answers. Just create space in your life that you are open to hear the answers and not just stuff everything down. And once you've asked those questions, once you've paused and created space to really acknowledge the emotion that's coming up for you, then it's important to thank the emotion and let it go. Okay. Thank the emotion for the lessons and the learning today, and then let it go. That's so important. Do not attach. Okay. I don't, I'm not saying that it's a healthy thing for people going around and being angry all the time and holding on to that anger. No, just the opposite. Feel your anger, but don't live there. I think when you, when you fully acknowledge the anger and, and connect with it, you're going to have an easier job of letting that go. Okay. These like emotions are meant to flow. You're not meant to attach them. I'm seeing water and waves and ebbs and like these emotions are meant to come and go. I'm seeing the ebb and flow, like the, the rising and falling of the water. Okay. And, and water needs to flow. We don't want stagnant water. And I'm hearing that when you attach to an emotion, then that can create stagnancy and it can keep you stuck. And so I talked before about people who have never allowed themselves to be angry and you know, that's not something they've allowed themselves. I'm hearing right now, there are some people who have gotten angry and have attached to that. And now they're living in that state of perpetual anger. They're angry about everything, everything. And then I'm just seeing now media, like they're, they're, they're angry, maybe in a state of victimhood. And then they're consuming media. I don't know. I, I'm just seeing this image of this person who's angry, angry, angry. And then everything that they're consuming on the internet is fear-based and, and has an underlying tone of anger. And it's like, they're just, it's almost like they allow themselves to, to feel the anger, but then didn't let themselves re release it. Like it was, they were, they were there. It was good. Like they were expressing their anger, feeling their anger, but then they just didn't know how to let it go. And then they just live there now. So that's, that's not healthy either. Okay. That's the, uh, that's the other extreme where you're getting stuck in that anger loop and you don't want to live there either. And so with everything I'm finding on the healing path, it's always finding your middle space. It's always coming back to the middle, the place of neutrality. You don't want to be on either extreme. Okay. Be that neutral observer and acknowledge, acknowledge what's coming up for you and journal about it. And you know, you might want to uh, something I like to do when I'm triggered is exercise, go for a walk, lift some weights or do like, I like the workout, which I'm always posting about her. Cause I love her work so much, her somatic exercises. And they're so gentle. 
I can always feel myself um, drop into the parasympathetic whenever I do her exercises. And they're, they've just been really helpful to me on the healing path. And so anything like that is going to help you if you are maybe in a trigger. What they said in the Akashic Records was acknowledge and release, acknowledge and release, acknowledge and release. So it's just this flow of acknowledging these emotions, connecting with them, and then letting them go. And they're going to come up again. Okay. Again, we're not striving for perfection here. It's not like you're never going to feel angry again, but if we can connect to them and acknowledge them and, and learn from them, then I feel like these emotions aren't going to be as uncomfortable for us because we are going to be used to validating them and then releasing them. Acknowledge and release, acknowledge and release, acknowledge and release. So to close, if you find some of these more challenging emotions coming to the surface, know that that is a very good sign. And it's not because you're a bad person. It's not because you've regressed in some way that, you know, I'm supposed to be healing and spiritual and I'm angry. I'm an angry person. (laughs) No, be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. And again, just always acknowledge your humanness and, and that you were, you never came here to be perfect. None of us, none of us did. And you are a good person, even when you feel these feelings and you are loved, even when you are feeling these undesirable emotions and just allow yourself to connect with them and express them in a healthy way and give yourself grace on the days when you do not express them in a healthy way. Forgive yourself always. Okay, well, I hope you have the best rest of your day, whatever you are doing, wherever you are. I see you walking your dog. That's a beautiful golden lab you have. And I see you driving in the car with your kids in the back, and I apologize for the S-bomb that I dropped earlier. Sorry about that. Think it was an S bomb. Got a little fired up there, but I'm going to forgive myself for that. So I hope you have, yeah, a great day. And I will see you here, same ish time, same place. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. I'll see you next week. Okay. Bye.